Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created and hosted by Remarkable A Speakers Bureau. And I'm Sue Falcone, founder and CEO of Remarkable A Speakers Bureau. And we're glad to have you here today. Now, why did we start this show? It's now in its second season, weekly. And we started it because of you. We wanted you out there to know our talent that we represent at Remarkable personally as we do. We wanted you to see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. Our chat line is active and open this morning. Please give us your questions, your comments, shout outs, whatever you want. And we thank you for joining us. Now today, our featured guest is an international award-winning leadership, economic, healthcare, and business growth keynote speaker. She is a retired UN Naval uh, Commander and a graduate of the Naval Academy. She has written 15 best-selling business books and was recently inducted into the Colorado Authors Hall of Fame. She's an executive consultant and coach. And yes, she is a Hall of Fame speaker, the one and only remarkable Mary Kelly. Thank you, Mary, for being here. Oh, Miss Sue, I am excited to be with you today and your audience. And hopefully we can provide some great value to the folks listening today. That's what we're here for so that you can just share all the tips we need to know and do it in such a fun way. This lady is the fun lady and we're just excited to be here. Now, this 30 minutes goes by really fast, Mary. So we are just going to jump in. All right. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Now, where are you coming to us from? I am currently coming to you from the beaches of beautiful Pensacola, Florida. I flew in last night. Um, it's been a crazy week, as you know, September and October are high volume conference times. And I feel so, so fortunate to be on the road doing what we do. Yes. Look, uh, we have trouble keeping up with Mary, but guess what? We always know she's busy. She's very busy. So Mary, tell us, where did you grow up and who was the most influential person in your life? Oh, goodness. I was so fortunate to grow up in a great family. Um, two parents. There were four of us kids. All four of us joined the military. So everybody went military in my family. My parents were not military, but my parents are wonderful people. Um, we lost my dad a couple of years ago. And I will tell you, my dad is probably the most influential person in my life. He grew up on the streets of Brooklyn. He's a hustler. I mean, when I say hustle, it's like he understands entrepreneurship. He understands what it takes to build a business. And when he was in his 50s is when he started his first and only business that wound up being very successful. So I had a great role model. That's amazing. That's amazing that all of you joined the military. Wow. We did. 
We did, and we're all close, even though we don't see each other, we don't live around each other. My older brother was a, a career Marine. He flew helicopters. His wife was Navy. As you know, my first husband was a Force Recon Marine. My sister was the Air Force officer in the family. She married a Navy guy. My younger brother was the Navy pilot in the family. He married a school teacher, and boy, do we need her in our life. <laughs> That sounds great. And you also have a wonderful mom, right? Mom is doing great. She's 91. She'd be horrified if I said that to anybody, but she is 91. She is doing great. She's, she lives by herself. She is sharp as a tack and a lot of fun. That's amazing. I just love to hear the backstories. I just do. And so does our audience. They tell us all the time. Thank you for asking those personal questions. But Mary, on a serious note, today it seems like leadership is so much more difficult than ever. Can you share with us why is leadership more difficult in today's world? Yes, you are right. Leadership right now is more difficult for a variety of reasons. First, people are having more issues that are coming into the workplace. Whoa. All right. Let's see what happened here. Are you there? Yeah, we kind of lost a minute. Okay. That's we okay. know we're on the beaches. Okay. So, hey. Life is not perfect. And right now, our leaders are struggling because social issues are working their way into the workplace. Personal issues are working their way into the workplace. People's home lives are working their way into the workplace. 15, 20 years ago, you didn't know as much about your employees as you do now. And now people are coming to work. They want to be their authentic selves at work, but they also have to be able to work. And you've got to be able to balance that fine line between everything that's going on with your employees' lives, what's going on with their kids, what's going on with their kids' school, what's going on with their families, with the requirements that they have to do at work. And you've got to be empathetic, you've got to be helpful, you've got to be supportive, but you still have to get the job done. And that's making leadership more difficult. So true. So true. You've outlined it and shared it. Thank you so much. Because people, you know, they just can't figure out what's happening. And so that gives you us a, a place to start. So the next question is, Mary, what three tips? Only three. I know we only have 30 minutes, okay? But you can take your time on this. Give us three tips on how leaders today can lead through that uncertainty, um, the challenges, the crisis, the change. Just three of the top for us. Wonderful. Well, you know, I get to talk about crisis, challenge, and change. That's, you know, I learned about crisis, challenge, and change in the first Gulf War, in the second Gulf War, during 9-11, throughout my career. There's difficult things that happen in the military. Things are tough sometimes, as you well know. So I watch leaders focus on some of the things they did well to get through a crisis or a challenge or a change. And the first, the first tip that I need to give leaders is you need to understand that there's geopolitical crises going on. You know, Russia's still in Ukraine and China is threatening Taiwan and there's, you know, refugee issues and there's, there's a lot going on in the world. And then there's economic issues, and then there's workplace issues, and then there's domestic issues. 
All of those things don't matter if you're having a personal crisis. If your kid is suddenly diagnosed with something, if you've got something personal going on where you can't focus on anything else, nothing else matters. So the number one thing I, I tell leaders is first off, understand that your people are coming into the workplace in a very myopic place. They're focused on them, their self-interest. During COVID, that's all people cared about was, am I going to be safe? Safety was paramount. So the number one thing is to help leaders understand your folks are first and foremost trying to focus on themselves and keeping themselves where they need to be. And you've got to recognize where they are and then help them see externally. And that's the first part of it. So how do you do that? How do you help people look externally outside of themselves and their own crises? And that means you have to reinvigorate that sense of purpose. Hey, you know, you're here because we are part of this organization that does this. We are part of the supply chain. We are part of helping people get the American dream. We are the people who help people find and keep homes. You have to get that sense of purpose into people's head so that they are thinking externally. And that would be my first tip. Great. And then once you do that, then you address people where they are. When I, was, when I was in charge of people, I made this mistake, Sue. I would walk around and I would ask people questions like, hey, how you doing? And you know what they would tell me? Good, great, fine. And that didn't tell me anything about what was actually going on in their life. Now I have learned to ask questions like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being absolutely fantastic and one being, keep me away from sharp objects and bridges. Where are you today? You know, where are you with everything going on? Assess the vulnerability and give people the opportunity to tell you how they're really doing. And if somebody says, I'm pretty good, I'm a seven, I'm an eight. Okay, great. What would it take to get you to a nine? What would it take to get you to an eight? And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's, oh gosh, you know, my computer right now is just having some trouble. I think I need to troubleshoot it, or I'd really like it if I could just get this client to close, or I'd really like it if fill in the blank. Okay, I'm not worried about them. Great, let me know. Sometimes you can help. Sometimes you go, oh, let me check on the internet. Let me check on your computer. But sometimes you go, oh, okay, is there anything I can do to help you? They go, no, we're good. Great, but if somebody says, I'm a three, I'm a four, whoa. That to me is all stop. That to me is let's back this up. Let's, hey, do you want to take five minutes and maybe strategize? Is there something I can do? Do you know we have resources to help? That means it's time for you to step in as a leader. You're not there to solve everybody's problems, but you may have resources, knowledge, and objective perspective that will help people, or maybe just talking through the issue might be helpful. So give people the opportunity to tell you how they're really doing, not in a way that is, oh my gosh, my life is terrible and complain every day but in a way that helps you help them. And then the third tip I would, so the first is to help people see outside themselves, reinvigorate that sense of purpose. The second is to assess people where they really truly are. And the third is to see opportunities where other people see only challenges and problems. You know, the world is just, if you ask people now, they say, oh, the world is just terrible. Everything is just terrible. Everything is just awful. Hang on. If you look back, 
People have been saying this for thousands of years. So where are we as leaders seeing opportunities? And I don't mean by being opportunistic. I mean by being able to exercise our leadership where we are. When, when COVID hit, Sue, as you know, I told people this is great because nobody throughout history has ever known what we know on how to get through something like this. Aren't we lucky to be in a great position to be able to help people through this? And people say, well, that's a very strange perspective, but that's kind of seeing the opportunity where a lot of people just see sadness and chaos and crisis. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And I want to tell you personally, we as a company, we knew we were going to bloom and boom through COVID and all like this. And I counted on my speakers to give me that courage because they can. And recently, we decided we needed to reconstruct things and all like this. And I told Mary, I said, Mary, I said, I am the most blessed person on the world because I have your material. I have you in person to help me through this. And you really didn't have to do much because I had all your material. I knew what you were saying to me and it became personal and real. And let me just oh. tell you, let me just tell you, Mary, it works. What she's saying definitely works. So I'm, I'm one of those that I want to give credit where credit's due. I said, yes, we've, we've made it to the next level because we knew how to do it. And Mary's uh, certainly you had a really big part in that. And I thank you so much that I know you and that I'm honored to represent and book you to others so they can hear that message, too. Oh, you're so kind. You're so kind, Sue. And you know, I think for many speakers, it helps that when you've actually lived it, you know, it helps when you've actually been through it. There are folks out there where they, maybe they read a book on this or they did the studies on this or whatever, but when you've lived through it, when you've been through crises and challenges and changes, you have a better idea of how to get other people through it too, you know? So, you know, the story of the, the guy who's in the hole, nobody's helping him. And then somebody else jumps in the hole and the guy goes, what are you doing now? There's two of us in the hole. And the guy goes, yeah, but I've been here before and I know how to get out. See that, that to me is what our job is. You know, we're, we get to jump in the hole because, you know, we may not have all the answers, but we have some ideas on how to get out of the hole. You certainly do. And they certainly will work. And they're not rocket science. So that I can understand it easily, easily. And that's what people... Well, you're kind. As you know, I do five-minute solutions for daily daily challenges. So I've got about 80 of them out there. My five-minute solutions are designed to give people, hey, this is this may not be 100% of what you need, but it might give you 80% of what you need right now in five minutes. It might solve 80% of your problem or 90% of the problem. And the things that people are asking for now, Sue, are things like conflict resolution. How do I turn people in the workplace, how do I coalesce people as teams again? The five-minute teams building plan, the five-minute conflict resolution, the five-minute focus plan, the five-minute business growth, the five-minute productivity. How do I just give people that, that burst of energy forward? How do I help people help themselves right now? And how do I do it fast? There's, you and I both know there's a lot of great information that's out there. It's online, it's on YouTube, it's everywhere. But people will spend 12 hours trying to look for a solution that we have right away. 
And that's what I love about some of the materials I get to share is that it helps people right now, right away. You're right. And like I said, I highly recommend you follow this lady. Her materials are awesome and they're available. And she's such a giving heart that, hey, she makes it available to you. Now, Mary, you are both an expert in leadership and economics. Can you tell us today, how are they connected? People don't get it for some reason, but how are they connected? I'm kind of a unicorn in this space because my PhD is in economics and I teach business and organizational leadership. And that all came from the Navy, you know, 25 years in the Navy. We give people great leadership opportunities early on, as you well know. And then I've got that academic side, that book side. Well, where it marries is businesses have to grow profits. And I understand data, I understand numbers. I get up every single morning, as you know, and I look at financial data for about three hours, so other people don't. And I get to interpret that data so that I can then say, hey, here's what's, here's what's happening. Here's what's going to happen. Here is what you need to do now to develop that stronger strategy, to make great decisions and get faster results that's going to save you time and resources. So the idea is when I come in, I tell people you're gonna get a little bit of economics because it's good for you and because it helps you understand what's going on around us. To me, economics makes, makes the world make sense where a lot of things don't. So I like to include a little bit of that even in my pure leadership programs but I also get to do sometimes just pure economic programs. And then I throw in a little leadership with that too, because the idea is now what? And this is where many people are struggling. All right, I've got all this information, now what? I've got this new company, now what? I'm the new CEO, now what? And that's where we strive to put in the answers. Here's what happens next. Here's what's gonna happen. And here's how you prepare for that and make good decisions. That is so true. That is so true because you, you can't ignore what's going on out there in the economic world. And that's part of who we are. So thank you for sharing that so that we, we need to get involved in it. We need to know about it. And it's, can, you know, a lot of people say, well, I just don't understand that. Mary comes in and helps you in an easy way to do that. I've just found that. So thank you, Mary, for sharing that because I, it's important. It's really important so, today. So for example, as you know, yesterday I was talking to clients and I, and some of the points I made was, you know, 60% of Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck. At the beginning of the year, it was 64%, which means people are feeling the squeeze of inflation, which means it is affecting how they spend money, how they buy from you. It means they are slower to pay off their credit cards. Right now, we know that the folks over 75 years old are in the most danger of defaulting on credit cards. They are racking up the most credit card debt because they're mint. Many times they're the ones living on fixed income. And once you all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait, is this a change? Well, in January of 2020, only 49% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck. So all of a sudden you go, oh, people are feeling the squeeze. And then you say, remember, inflation numbers look good at three three and a half percent right now. But that doesn't account for the fact that the inflationary numbers only go back 12 months. They don't go back 
24 months or 36 months. And before that, maybe prices had risen 24 or 40%. And now the fact that it's only three and a half percent, it's still painful when people go to buy those things that they are accustomed to buying. The people's dollars and their paychecks are simply not going as far as they did two and three years ago. And then people go, oh, and then I can show them, here's what the price of eggs has happened. Oh, you know, what's happened with the price of eggs? Here's what's happened with gas prices. Here's what's happened with transportation shipping costs and things like that. And then people go, oh, that's why my customers aren't as responsive to me. That's why I'm not selling as many of these things. And then they understand it. And then we can then strategize on what to do about it. Wow. This is so exciting to hear. It's fresh almost because we hear the doom and gloom, but you don't bring that. You bring solutions. And that's, that's the key point. Now, Mary, you speak to over 100 companies, organizations over that a year. <laughs> Very busy, aren't you? Yes, definitely. She books quickly. But what challenges do you foresee in the future for speakers with AI coming into our industry? So AI is both the greatest thing and the worst thing. For many people, it is, they are viewing it as negative because all of a sudden my intellectual property is all out there. That anybody can say, craft a speech, they can put it into AI and say, craft a speech by Mary Kelly that talks about the seven prescriptions for leadership success. And there it is, it's right there. So they can take that information and present my material as though it were theirs. So that is a bit of a challenge. Now, here's why I think it's great, because it's not their material. It's my material and they're my stories and it's my research. I did the work. I put in the effort. I'm the one who surveyed over 100,000 people. I'm the one who wrote the white paper on burnout, the crisis in healthcare, the white paper on the future of succession planning in business and why that's a crisis. And as soon as someone asks someone else a question on that, they're not going to know. Or if all they did was memorize a speech like a paid actor and they get off track, they're not going to know the answer. So they might be able to recite something and maybe look good doing it and maybe sound good doing it, but there's no depth there. There's no actual substance. So I think AI is a great differentiator between the people who are actually experts and the people who are not. That is a different slant than we've heard. And thank you for being open and honest with that, because this is what we're seeing. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so people really need to know what they're getting into and what it looks like. You know, it's the difference between you Googling, hey, I've got these symptoms and trusting you know, Dr. Google for solving your cancer problem versus you going to a, an oncologist. You know, what do you want to do? If you've got a real problem or a real issue, don't you want the expert? I think you probably do. I agree totally with that. So thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that here. Now, Mary, looking back, what is it that makes you smile about where you are today? Oh, Sue, that is such a good question. Hmm. I will tell you that I am, I made, I, we all make mistakes along the way. Of course we do. And 
I think one of the things that makes me smile is I have the right team in place. You know, we talk all the time about people are our most important asset. And I will tell you, I have the best team. I have a business manager who has been with me since day one. That's Mika. She's amazing. She's the kindest, loveliest, most wonderful person on the planet. I have a great social media team and they make sure my newsletter goes out every Tuesday. My Friday freebies go out every Friday. They went out this morning. I have a wonderful website team who looks at my stuff. They they don't just design my website they've shown up at my programs they want to hear what i do they want to see what i do they want to get to know the audience members so that they really craft things so for me right now i'm grateful for the team that's in place that helps me do what i do that would be number one for other folks the the other thing that i i'm proud of that we have done we as a team is you know a lot of people rely on social media for business and certainly it's a great tool but facebook can go away tomorrow twitter can go away tomorrow linkedin can go away tomorrow or twitter or whatever we're calling it now x i guess um TikTok can go away tomorrow everything can go away tomorrow what's important is do you have your list of people and is this your real list or is it just names on the list of people who don't care about anything about you i think having your list having your people who like your material, who support your material. When I want to preview a book, I send it out to folks and say, hey, here's, it's 80%. Do you have any thoughts about the next 20%? And I get feedback. That's what I'm looking for. Having a list that's more than just a list, I think we're proud of because people do respond. When we send things out or we say, hey, we'd like to um, share this with you, people respond and say, oh, this is what I needed right now. Or, oh, this is great. Or, and I love it when people say things like, I pass this on to my daughter or my son or my nephew when they're sharing the material. So I think creating a list that really is, really is your tribe, really are people who, who you like. You surround yourself with these people, which is more than just throwing things out on social media like shotgun approaching marketing and hoping something sticks. So I'm very proud of the team and I'm very proud of the fact that we have built a very solid list of people who who like what it is we do. And I can assure you that is where when you want to do anything with your company and business, that's the two key things you have to have in place. It is. And Barry learned it well, learned the lesson well. I have a great team as well, and we're still building on that. And thank you for that that shout out because that's key. That's key. It's all about teams and it's all about others. So thank you for sharing that. Now, can you believe it? In closing, Mary, <laughs> we could talk for all we can morning. talk all day. All day. Guess what? People probably would stay and listen. All right. But today, Mary, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? I imagine you'll be speaking or doing something later on. So tell us about it. What are you going to do today to be remarkable? Well, first, I got to be on your show, which is remarkable. And then uh, I do have a program later on this afternoon where I get to talk to 
a group of business owners about crisis, challenge, and change. And I'm going to share my 12-month business success and accountability planner with them. I also share my, my forecasting. So every year, as you know, I come out in November with last year, it was 23 for 2023 for this year. This year, it's going to be 24 for 2024. It's a good thing it's not 1999. And so I get to share that so that they can see into the future. And then I've got, um, I'm going to be on Meredith Elliott Powell's podcast later on today as well. So it's a great day for me. Oh, wow. Being with Meredith. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being with us. And to our remarkable audience here, sometimes you're silent. Sometimes you have a lot. I think you've been listening today. All right. <laughs> Just like I have. Okay. And, but our challenge to you audience is this. What are you going to do today to be remarkable? Have you heard some suggestions today? Possibly. So please take a minute to either share it here or share it with us personally, because we always get lots of comments from people. So we'll be hearing that because we'd love to know what are you going to do to be remarkable? That's where change comes. So thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. And thanks to our audience today. And everyone, we hope you will come back again next Friday, same time, same place. And it's going to be Friday the 13th. Can you believe that? That only comes a few times a year. But guess what? My grandmother taught us we are not superstitious. So we are not canceling the show. We are going to work. We are doing all those things. So be with us here next Friday where our featured guest will be the international suicide prevention speaker and trainer of mental health. He's also a mental health comedian. So he comes with a really um, great perspective. He's 11 time TEDx speaker. He's got some really great things to share us. He's an MC and he's an award-winning author. And he's a certified virtual presenter in 10 languages. Excuse me. He's also now a speaker's coach. It's the amazing Frank King. You won't want to miss this guest next week. And we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you won't miss an episode of Simply Remarkable. And you can go back and see all the previous episodes just in case you missed anything that Mary said today. You'll be able to have that right in front of you. And also those videos that are on our YouTube channel, we have videos of all the talent that we represent so you can see them and get to know them really well. And yes, we're open to book. That's what we do. And the rebroadcast of this show will be out this afternoon. And this becomes a podcast next Wednesday for all of our podcast people. So again, we thank you for being with us today. We hope you have a remarkable fall football weekend. Look, my favorite team. And thank you, Mary. Have a great, great fall weekend.